Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stevenson. Today, we're delving into the world of polo. Alec Banner-E is going to give us the inside scoop on the industry and explain the game. My father plays and my little brother plays. There's not really another sport I can think of where all three of us can play on the team. You can see three generations play on the same team at the same time, which is really incredible. This is Horse Hour. Welcome to another episode of Horse Hour. Today we're going to a discipline that I know absolutely nothing about. It's all about polo. So I'd like to introduce Alec Banner-Eve. He's a professional polo player. He also teaches and educates. And uh, if you want to know information about him, then just head to his website, mhfpolo.co.uk. But we're going to get to the grips of what exactly is polo. Alec, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Very good. Good night. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm really good, thank you. Really interested to know about polo because where I'm from in Dorset, we have the Sandbanks polo every single yeah. year. And it's, lots of fans. <laughs> it is. And you've competed there, haven't you? Yeah, last year. Last, uh, isn't it July? I think it's the first weekend in July. That yeah. Ran. That was a lot of fun. Well, in fact, good, you didn't just compete. How did you do? Oh, I was waiting for you to drop that. And we won. Yeah, we wow. won. We won for the Scotland team. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Why for the Scotland team? Are you not English? <laughs> I think uh, the main guy was Scottish, and I think the other player was Scottish, and they had me as a super sub, I feel like. Oh. Well, um, we're three quarters of the way there. <laughs> I had, I've, I've been to Scotland, so I think it helped. And that, yeah. So already, I, I need to ask you, because polo I've heard of, and I've, I've seen a bit, but to be honest, it's for me, it's like watching football. I know nothing about it. And I, I find it quite complicated. Where did you watch it? Oh, I've just seen bits on TV. I haven't actually been to Pretty a polo woman. event. <laughs> Is that what you saw? Yeah, pretty much. I've seen photos. Everyone says, I watched it on Pretty Woman. I saw it on Pretty Woman. (laughs) Somebody actually told me once, a girl that I went to university with, she was doing fashion, that I don't know how true this is, that the stiletto heel was invented, or the heel was invented for women when they were treading in at polo. Have you heard of treading in? No, what's that? So halfway through the game, you go and the divots in the ground, you go and stomp them in with your foot, with your toe. Mm Mm-hmm. And it obviously uses the ball of your foot and it puts it, it puts your heel up and then somebody told me that's where the heel comes from. You'll have to Google that. I like that. that. That's a really, <laughs> really good way of thinking because women do, they really do dress up for polo, don't they? It's a, it, would you yeah. say it's very much an elite sport? I think it's, it's definitely seen that way, um, I suppose, in the world. And in a sense, the sponsors that have sponsored kind of, uh, for me, this is only my opinion. In the past, there's been 
companies that like the so the big sponsors have been the companies that like it being a bit elite. So mm. um, Cartier, someone like that, they're quite posh companies, or I see them as posh. Um, but it isn't necessarily as elite as as what people think, and it's definitely becoming more kind of to the, to the masses and more more available. To, becoming a lot easier to play and take up the sport. Well, it's it's almost like because there are more yards setting up now that actually provide polo lessons. It was it was almost like you couldn't find anywhere that provided lessons before. But over the last, I'd say, seven years, it you're right, it's become more available. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, I think it, you know, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, there was only really three main clubs, three four main clubs, and now the. I couldn't tell you how many clubs there are, but so it's a lot more localised. There's a lot more local clubs, you're right, and a lot more kind of smaller yards where you can go and play polo more easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how how old are you? Oh, 26. So you're still a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you I get... I feel old. I feel old. <laughs> you got a long way to go yet. <laughs> yeah. 50, 50 horses, that makes you feel old. Oh, That's wow. 50 years away. How uh, how did you get into polo yourself? Well, so kind of traditionally, but it's, it's, it's a family thing. Families play polo, and then it gets passed down. Mm-hmm. But it, I I I didn't start playing till I was about twelve, um, and I'm not from a horsey family. It was uh, my dad had a lesson when he was about forty, and I always I used to watch cowboy films with my granddad. I loved horses um, and very competitive. Lots of, always played lots of sports. Um, but when I first started riding, and I think a lot of young boys in particular get this, the kind of uh, truck from A to B and stuff is quite, for impatient young boys, we found it, it put us off a bit. Mm. And then when polo came along, it was kind of a bit more appealing. It was a bit more, you can ride around with one hand and think <laughs> you're John Wayne a bit fast. <laughs> it's it's very manly, isn't it? Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Uh, whilst but, whilst but you women, sat there, women actually <laughs> women actually tend to be better players for me. They're better riders at, at, at a younger age, definitely. Yeah. Oh, see, I, f- I find that really interesting because most men that I've seen ride, you know, I see I've had friends that have gone riding and they've never ridden before, but they pick it up so yeah. quickly because of their upper body strength. Whilst us women, we just seem to crumble. You know, we have to really work actually. on the insides and and um and our core but the men have the upper but they're rubbish with their legs the legs flop all over the place but they're they're up definitely i really agree (laughs) women seem to keep their legs a lot quieter but Mm. but in in polo it's quite people think it's about hitting the ball but that's such a small percentage of the game once you get to a certain level oh you're hitting the ball well it's about um you know you're on a 12 acre field and it's so much about space and marking a man and taking the man out um have you ever watched Aussie Rules football or yes. or even American football? You you know that kind of idea where you block the man or what is what's happening off the ball as much as what's happening on the ball. Right. So uh, being a strong rider is just as good as being able to do something with the ball to a certain degree. I guess you've got to have unbelievable balance as well. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely calls on your balance and your core and, and all those sorts of things, yeah. So can we go right back to basics then? And uh, could you yeah. explain to us exactly the rules of polo? Oh, <laughs> how long have we got? Oh, really? Okay, well, what's the, how about, okay, okay, how about, what's the aim of polo? Okay, the, oh, okay, I see you mean like general rules. The aim is to get the ball through the goal, Okay, generally. So four players on each team. Mm-hmm. 
and one, two, three, and four. And the aim is just to put the white ball through the posts of the other team's end. And they can go through the post at any height. It's not like they've got to be rolled. That's through. right. Yeah. That's right. You've been researching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Educated <Any> guess. <laughs> okay, but so generally, so because imagine if you've got eight players running. Well, how fast does a racehorse go? Forty miles an hour. Mm, yeah. Is that right. Yeah. So if you've got four players, uh, eight people on a pitch running around at forty miles an hour at all different speeds and angles, there would be um, there'd be a lot of accidents. Mm. So that's why when you said the rules, they can be a, a quite... Well, once, once they click, they're easy to understand. But basically, we have a, a thing called the line of the ball, where the ball, basically, where it's been hit, and, oh, this could... It's really hard to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doing great. I need a whiteboard. <laughs> I need a whiteboard. Um, but you have a... So where the ball is hit from, and to, you imagine an imaginary line? Yes. And uh, this kind of has a right away attached to it. So whoever's closest to that line has the right to hit it next. Um, generally, that's being being quite basic. But so whoever's closest to that line where the ball's been hit has the right to hit it next. And that gives a it's like a priority system. So who gets to hit it next? So you don't have all people crashing into each other. Yeah, because that's what um, I could never understand: is how don't the horse, why yeah. don't the horses bang into each other, or you know, are there any times? Because you cool. guys have the uh, the longest sticks. What are they called? Uh, mallet sticks. Is, yeah. Yeah. Fine. So they're so yeah. long, and and from what I've seen, you really throw them right up and high and back around to hit that ball. Yeah. Is is there strategy in that, or is it just whack the ball there's, as hard as you can? So there is so much strategy. It's it's. It's unbelievable. It's that's why it's just the never-ending game. It's I I've seen people. So we have a handicap system, mm-hmm. and it goes from minus two to ten. Ten being the best, and minus two the worst. Yeah, you can be a professional polo player at one, at one goal. So that's only three up up the ladder. At three goals, and I've seen three goals who can hit the ball in the air and go the whole way up the pitch with the ball in the air. And they can do everything with the ball you can imagine. And that's only three. There's another seven goals to go up. And you're yeah. going to have... And then the highest in England is, is seven. So mm. we're not even... You know, there's another three goals on our very, 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 very best. And to, and to be our very best... I mean, these guys are incredible athletes. They've got incredible horses. and But there's still three goals on them. So it's, it's there's just so much to it. There's so much to it. Off the ball, on the ball. Um so what level Incredibly, are you yeah. guys at? Oh, not not ten. <laughs> not, <laughs> not seven. I'm just two goals. You're two goals. Oh, that was that an, that wasn't an awkward time. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I wanted to check. So you're two. So, so you're four. Yeah, four high. Are. Yeah. So that's really good. <laughs> Thanks. I'm I'm uh, I maybe started a bit older than a lot of people, and I did some. I went to university and stuff. You've got to to be the best. You've got to play. You know, you've got to really play every day. So what do you do with your 50 horses? No, sorry, I, 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 I like exaggerating. <laughs> um, we look after 50 in mm-hmm. general, but they're all doing different things in different places. Um, Are they all polo yeah, horses? We have, they're all polo horses. So what makes a polo horse? So they, they've got to have the speed of a racehorse, mm-hmm. but the agility of a, like, almost a quarter horse, almost like something barrel racing. You know, they stop and turn. Um, the big thing in polo in the last 10, 15 years has been kind of a move from what we, what we might call criollos, an Argentine criollo, 
I've got no idea what that is. What's that? I was, uh, think of a Welsh cob or something. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe I'm not sure the Argentines would be too happy with me calling it a Welsh cob, but I love Welsh cobs. <laughs> they're actually making very good polo play horses as well. But they're traditionally like a thick-boned horse, mm-hmm. a thicker bone than our thoroughbreds. But as the pictures have become nicer yeah. and uh, softer and easier to hit the ball, you can, people are moving towards thoroughbreds because obviously they're faster and they, they turn faster and... And the game's a lot faster than it than it was ten years ago, but and it can be because of the pitches. When you're training a horse, then what? Okay, because when I look at different disciplines separately, yeah, there tend yeah. to be training techniques and there's certain movements that you do, like you know, for dressage, it's all about control and um, suppleness and relaxation. Mm. Yeah, I can't imagine. Mm your polo horses are that relaxed. We'd love them to be relaxed, but they have to be quite high energy and they need to be moving forward. But still, you need to have that control to be able to do that quick turn and gallop off the other end of the field. So do you do you do a lot of, of, of soft training with them? And when I mean soft training, I mean, you don't just chuck a saddle on and go, right, come on, thoroughbred, run, turn. How do you train them? Uh, I, ca- I can't tell you too many of my secrets. No, I'm <laughs> So where it's moved towards thoroughbreds, they're a lot kind of less forgiving mentally than the traditional Argentine horses, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, So techniques have definitely changed in the last five years. Um, They're they're just, somebody once told me that, I don't know how they measured it, but they do four times more work than a racehorse, Pilo Pines, because they're stopping, turning, as well as running flat out. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not sure how much truth there is in that, but they're... They're incredible, incredible, incredible animals. And the ultimate are the ones that they can play so physically hard, yet they still have that calm head. They don't cook up. You can play them. You could trot them around all day. You could put your your, your four-year-old kid on, or you can go and play in the 40. Those are the most incredible horses. Those are the ones that are the, are the big money because... They have to have the suppleness and they have to turn and inside out, but they also have to run like a racehorse and push another horse off the ball. So it's, I guess that's why another reason why there's such um, variation in the handicaps is because the horses is never ending, you know, the skills that they can change and how much they're improving over the years. And it's just never ending, I suppose. I think it's why it's so addictive because you can never really... You never can really conquer it. <laughs> There's always so much you can improve on. But same with same with lots of sports, and same, definitely the same with lots of all sports. I'm sure. Yeah, and they are they're an addiction themselves anyway because we just love them. They are. They are. <laughs> so, how much of your training then is done, you know, in a school on on your riding and uh, you know training the horse rather than being on a polo field, but the the control and getting them to move from your leg and things like that. Um, how much it, it depends on the horse, which sounds a bit of a politician's answer, doesn't it? But <laughs> no, no, that's fine. The, generally, how how long before I play a chaka? Uh, six months probably before I play a proper chaka. But some horses, you feel like they've played in a previous life. You know, they they you get on them and they're, they're straight away you're hitting a ball and they don't mind the other horses and they just seem really happy to be playing. Mm. Um, Traffic, I call that other horses, you know, when there's other horses close around. Like some horses will have their ears back and pull away, yeah. whereas others just really don't mind. Um, but some, you know, some people spend three, four, five years making polo ponies before they're really happy with them. 
So is your riding then a, a quiet, you know, are you, are you a quiet rider? Because um, I can't, I'm just trying to imagine, I when I'm riding, I have to concentrate on my riding because I'm not very good. Yeah. So I have to concentrate yeah. on me and the horse, trying to throw in, you know, looking at a ball and, and what's going on at the other end of the field yeah. and, and everything else. It means that you're, you're psychologically, you're shifted away from you and the horse down to what's yeah. going on in the field and the ball. So one, yeah. you've got to have, I presume, a huge amount of trust in that horse to know that it's I- going to listen and respond. Yeah, you've actually you nailed a really good question. The um, and it obviously shows quite um, lots of people wouldn't ask that question after playing for years and not come to that realization. But <laughs> playing polo is is very different to to being a nice rider. Mm. Um, they're almost two different things. And there's, sometimes it's not uh, polo people don't have enough. We can always improve on it. Um, our do, do you follow what I mean? If, if yeah. someone's on the horse and they're just going crazy for the ball, well, how can they be thinking about the horse unless they're a fantastic rider well, as well? The so tr- that's the truth is, Alec, that's what uh, what worries me about polo. And, you know, because mm. I, no, I, I, I don't know, question. because I think, well, do you have a really good partnership with that horse where the horse understands and trusts mm. you? Or is it just that you've just got on that horse and it's all about the game? Mm, no, I, I, I follow your question completely. It's, it's luckily in the last four, five years or however long, it's something that's very much in the limelight, and we we call it being a horseman. Or yeah. it's just a general term. I'm not sure how other disciplines see that word, but um, you know, being being bonded with the horse and and how you play and connected, and you see it. You see some people. It's just incredible. It's their thinking and the horse, and they just move so fluidly together. And it's it's brilliant to watch. And when you've got the, if you imagine a hockey player when they turn inside and outside and run around their man, well, when you watch someone do that on a horse, it's quite breathtaking. And and you see that kind of synchronisation, synergy. Is that the right word? Yeah, absolutely. It's like a partnership. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really, and that's I guess for lots of us, especially me, that's what we love about it. Um, that's the the thing that keeps us so addictive. But it. Yeah, it's de- it's definitely something that um, people can improve on as they're playing the game, and um, it doesn't always. Yeah, a good a good person playing polo doesn't always mean they've got a good synergy for sure. Mm. In my idealistic view of, because I love horses so much, I'm a bit of a geek, really. Yeah, <laughs> they're like they're like my family. You know, my horse, I could never sell him, and if I get another one, it would just add to the collection. Um, I imagine, I hope that everybody spends time bonding with their horse, building that trust, building that partnership, so that they they are fluid with them. Because ultimately, it is gonna gonna make their performance better, whatever the discipline. Um, but when I when I then look at your your tack that you use, your tack is actually quite quite light there isn't a lot there is there whilst from what you're describing from your ideal way of playing polo and from what you said in the very beginning about you know wanting to be a secret cowboy um (laughs) i i can imagine your style very much connecting with the western style of when they're getting the bulls in and you know they're they're doing their cattle brunch I don't even know what they call it, but you know what I mean. They're herding the cattle. Rounding. Um, rounding up. Yeah, yeah. Because all that agility is exactly the same as what you use. So would, would they all laugh at you if you used a Western saddle? Um, we're not. Uh, polo cross is quite popular, I think, where they use the net. 
yeah. but we're not allowed to use a western saddle and you wouldn't be able to get out of the saddle enough we've talked um, about polo cross before but i again i i don't really know much about it but they use western saddles for that I, I think they're allowed to, I believe so. I've not actually played it, and I hope I don't have polar cross people calling me up after. <laughs> but they, um, they, I think they're allowed to use uh, Western saddles, yeah. But remember, we're hitting a ball. So we need our core coming in, so we need to be on our toes, whereas they ah. may, might ride a bit more long, long-legged. We're, we're trying to get distance as well. And um, our thigh is kind of our contact point so our knees and our thigh are kind of as, as attached to the horse as we can be to make our center of gravity as close to their center of gravity as possible mm-hmm. so we're so we're yeah exactly that our center of gravity so when we turn and when we're with the ball we want to be as close to their center of gravity as possible and a western I'm, I'm not i've only ridden in a western saddle or a sock saddle a few times but i'm not sure that that would allow us to get to that point. Don't they have blocks that stop your knees getting past that point? Oh, what, in front? Yeah, yeah. the, the, the yeah. western saddle is you're very deep. You are centred. Yeah. You're yeah, centred with the horse, but you're very deep in the saddle. There's, not, there's no room for you to stand more. up. So in that case then, if you're, if you're connecting with your knee, we connect, okay, for dressage, I connect with my lower leg. So you're not actually mm. using your lower leg because your lower leg is up because you're on your toes. Uh, you're on the ball of your feet, yeah. But with your heels still down... Um, Generally, um, there's some different seats talk for polo, but yeah, we're slightly off the saddle as well. A dressage, I've had some <laughs> dressage coaches call me and they What are you doing to my student? She had these lovely supple upper legs, and now she's riding with all this contact. And yeah, dressage, I think, is the most uh, different seat. So lots of show jumpers come, and then and their seats can be similar. Oh, okay. With, with uh, candy. I don't know if that means they're good show jumpers or bad, <laughs> but some of them like, their seat can be similar. Oh. So where, what are you doing then, like at the moment? Have you got your own team now? Uh, so we've just finished our winter season. And, and how did you uh, get on? Really good. I went to, went to play some of the snow polo as well in Europe. It was really incredible. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
awesome um, hey have you seen those videos of um people that go galloping with their horses and they get it's like they snow ski behind them no. <laughs> have you not seen that so i've never been to that but accidentally did you really no i'm joking oh <laughs> yeah no they put like long reins on the horses and then they, obviously the horses are used to pulling carts and they pull yeah. them behind on snow skis <laughs> oh, wow. i think it was done in russia <laughs> very cool I'll give it a go. Yeah. So you did uh, you did snow polo. So what's the difference yeah. between snow polo and, and what you do in the UK? Start from obviously the snow, but the, um, <laughs> yeah, the pitch is a lot smaller. Uh huh. Pitch is a lot smaller. Um, although Saint Moritz is the ultimate snow polo, which I didn't manage to play. It's in Switzerland, and uh, that pitch is quite big. But they have they really compact down the ice and the snow. The horses actually quite like it. They turn. They can really ski in to the snow. Mm. And they really and they enjoy you know turning in and out. Um, and we use a much bigger ball as well. It's makes like a mini beach ball. It's the same ball they use at Sandbanks down in Dorset, the one that you mentioned. Oh yeah, well I guess it would probably be similar, you know, with the sand yeah. and the snow. Yeah, basically, basically the the flatter a surface, the more the ball rolls, the the smaller the ball generally. And the, so the more the ball rolls, the faster the game will be, which is what we all prefer. So if you have to use a bigger ball, it's because you maybe because you're compensating a bit for the surface. Oh, I see. What I love about the equestrian world as well is that there, there isn't an age limit on any discipline. You know, you can go from mm. 15 up to 65. It's it's all based mm. on experience. Is that mm. the same with polo? Apart from racing, actually, because racing, okay, don't quote me, but racing tends to <laughs> you have a shorter career um, because of stamina. So where does polo come in? Oh, are we, sorry, are we talking about the horses or the no, people? No, the people. Yeah, the people. <laughs> I was just checking. <laughs> well, okay, the truth is, Alec, I've only got so many years in this world and I'm trying to work out how much I can fit in before I'm too old to do things. <laughs> okay. I, I, there's, there's a fair few 70-something-year-olds playing here and there's a guy in Argentina who's 86 and he's playing there in Buenos Aires, but they... They have good red meat. They have good meat out there, don't they? Good wine. <laughs> good um, and sun. <laughs> so, yes, you can play from, from any age. And I've also seen five-year-old kids play. Um, so, any age. And it's one that, for me, because my father plays and my uh, little brother plays, it's, there's not really another sport I can think of, although I'm sure there is, where all three of us can play on the team at the same time. Oh, that's and nice. You can, you can see three generations play play on the same team, which is really incredible. Oh. And do you guys still play together? Yeah. Yes, occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> I, I can it can see... either go very well or very badly. It depends. <laughs> depends. Yeah, I can see a few fights, you know, the stick yeah, being hit like across it. an arm every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aww. just occasionally. Just something I meant to say about the horses when you when you were talking about, um, you know, how do you have that that energy, that synchronization, mm. and um, you know, how do you make the horses? I, you, when you first start making a horse, I guess you, you think about the horse for for months and months and months and as it goes on is when you start to think more about the game because the horse knows what it's doing mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah perfect sense sorry a bit so, random no no I'm it's not so you focus it's nice to hear you know your your yeah. focus is on the horse and make sure that he or to she is with. okay and yeah yeah and then as it knows what it's doing it kind of it knows what it's doing they you, you feel them they enjoy you, well you feel like they enjoy playing um 
some at first are a bit like, what's this? What are we doing? What are you trying to teach me? Um, or what are we learning together? And uh, then they figure it out and they they seem to enjoy it. You know, they follow the ball and taste the head. Some more than others, but... Yeah, I think my horse would freak out and run a mile if I tried to take him to a pony. A pony <laughs> and a pony. He'd be like, Should we this, try it? this is not the forest. How, <laughs> how, old, how old is your horse? He's seven, seven years old. He's a, Fris- he's a Frisian cross Gelderlander. Um, oh, wow. He, yeah, he, he's a pretty boy. Um, and he knows it too. But he's had two years off. We've only literally been riding again for the last year because he had an injury. Okay. I talk about it quite a lot, but he had an injury that I didn't know about until I'd bought him. And um, it was so severe that oh, the no. people that had him before me didn't help him. And what, what injury was that? Uh, so his front right leg, um, lower leg, the three ligaments had split and he was left no veterinary help. And so the, the body naturally tried to heal itself. And so the ligaments have wrapped around each other. Oh, so God. when I bought him, which won't be as much, I'm sure, as your horses, but four grand for me was a lot of money. Um, no, that is a lot of money. Yeah. I was like, okay, I had him for two weeks and he went lame. And I was like, oh, oh God, okay, I'll find so out. Had they masked, do you think maybe they'd mask, mask that up with him? Yeah, without a doubt. Doing enough work to see it. Without a oh. doubt. Because when I spoke to the previous owner, she told me she'd had him from a foal. Um, and she breeds dressage horses and um, she bred his half-brother as well two years later. And she advertised his half-brother for exactly the same reasons that he she advertised my horse. And oh, that was because she'd broken her arm and she was having money difficulties, but she breeds and sells dressage horses. And I thought, you can't, you've broken her arm two years later. When I phoned her... <laughs> She screamed at me and said, um, he was le- he was fine until you took him. Um, don't even oh. think about suing me. And I said, actually, I wasn't going to talk to you about suing because I got told I had to put him down. So oh, no. the vet said that he'll never be ridden again. And I said, well, I don't care. You know, he's my, he's my you're baby. Stuck with it. Yeah. You're... So I kept him for two years and uh, he was my big dog in the field. He used to follow oh, me around. Well and then the vet said, came back. I had Professor Dyson at, you know, Professor Dyson at Newmarket. Okay, yeah, that's I'm up this way, so... Anyway, to cut a very long story short, the owner, the original owner, had bought him from Gypsy Dealers. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know, sad. But he's fine now. Crikey, what so... a story. <laughs> that is a fantastic story, though. So a year later, yeah, we're um, we're training and we've just started cantering again. But we... Did you see this advert, an advert of the guy who's got his big white gelding? It's in America, and he got it from the sales, the whole sales. Yes, it's called Harry. It's called Harry and Snowman. Oh, it's a new movie. When, is it coming out? Yeah, it's coming out, um, I <laughs> Look, think, in a couple of months. It looks incredible. looks incredible. Doesn't yeah. it? Did you watch Dark Horse? No, I haven't seen that. Okay, so two weeks ago, I interviewed a lady called Janet Vokes, and yeah. she's from Wales, and she decided to breed, yeah, from Wales, from the, from the valley, and she decided to breed her own pony, her own racehorse, and it only went and won the Welsh Nationals. Oh, Christ. And it only ran in <laughs> the... Beginner's luck. I know. Well, you'd say beginner's luck, but this horse Could is incredible. Could she beat me a polo pony, do you think? <laughs> she could. She could. She's just bred another one. I love her. She's called it Rodney um, because <laughs> she... <laughs> and, um, and her story's fascinating. Have a listen to that, but also watch Dark Horse because it's a, docu- it's a documentary. Yeah, it's it amazing. Down. Anyway, we've totally, totally gone off track. So let's get back to polo. So right. we were talking about um, taking blackjack. Uh, I don't think that he'd be able to cope with everything with them like having banners around and sticks and loads of other horses but it could be funny 
I, I, it sounds like a bet I'd be willing to do if, <laughs> if, if, if you were. Oh, bless him. We can only just about walk and trot, let alone canter and try galloping. That, you know, that, we can't manage that's that. That's perfect. <laughs> How does he feel about walk and trot? Is he quite calm or is he wanting to go a bit? Oh, no, he's really calm. He's just, um, uh, he's very good at going, his, his, his piaffs are amazing. Never on purpose, always by accident, but they're really, really beautiful. <laughs> you know what a piaff is? No, I was just—I was just thinking. Can I Google it while she's on, <laughs> while she's on the other end? But the other is when I... they trot really beautifully, really high, high trots on the spot. I see. Um, you see, on stuff the like, spot. You see, I can—I totally—I'm a massive believer. Yeah, yeah, on the spot. I'm a massive believer. I know. That dressage and um, the 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 art of dressage fits so well with other disciplines. I really do. I I I, re- I agree. I agree. I agree. See, my, my, my friends, some of them, my male friends laugh at me because they're like, mm, I say it's like dancing with horses. Yeah, because it is to me. It's like dancing with horses. They say, I'm just watching you go around in a circle. I'm like, I know, but the connection that you have and that, that movement yeah, and this. And movement. Yeah. Incredible. And like you said, the fluidness. Um, when yeah. I see all the other disciplines, I'm like, you should take some of those basics to help, you know, spin the horse around. If you could do, you probably can, but if you can do a canter pirouette, could you imagine how cool that would Doing be? Doing that with the ball. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's, it's so true what you're saying. It's and definitely, and when you watch some of the Western videos, especially where they do their quarter horses, because you imagine doing that with the with the bull as well. It's like, amazing. People. But I think we we don't we none of us we don't share enough between the disciplines. And there's occasionally there's these people that kind of go between the disciplines and not, and and you think they're so they, you think they're geniuses, but all they've done is <laughs> learn what we already know or from the other disciplines. Mm-hmm. And if we if if we we'll, um you know we can definitely there can definitely be a lot more shared between that um could help a lot there's there's a guy in Argentina a very famous polo player who's very good at that his name's Memo Gracida and mm-hmm. he's spoken with Monty Roberts about what how he can help and watches dressage and 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 all of that and he's very good at that it's def- definitely it's time though it's learning and you have so many horses on your doorstep oh, that you wake up to that need to be fed and this needs doing and, and that needs doing that you seems like we run out of time so much want to do so much to learn I know and you're right there isn't enough time and it's I think it's kind of having to make that time because even for us you yeah. know we don't have 50 horses we might have one or two horses but we work full time, but still, you know, we're fighting the daylight hours and we're, we've got so many time constraints. But sometimes even 20 minutes, if you can, with a horse, just to try. Because I, I interviewed Monty, Monty Roberts a few weeks ago and went yeah. to his clinic a couple of weeks ago as well, which was fascinating. And the small imagine. things that he... Have you worked with him? I, I haven't, but he, he works at a lovely yard in, in Windsor. Um, mm. with a polo yard he goes by there and he's definitely been in touch with I think he's in the, we have a polo times magazine I think he's just written he has there's an article in there this month that he's written as well so there is some crossover he's aware he's aware of it yeah. And, um, but there's loads of he's he has instructors all over the country but like you said yeah. even having some of that natural horsemanship technique and in-hand work which i think again sits very nicely with classical if you look at the classical yeah. style of riding and even some of the history of things that have been written in the 1800s really fit well with the way that we ride now i think you know you are yeah. spot on all the all the disciplines can take things from each other but we don't we have this yeah. arrogance of well 
you're a posh boy no, Alec, this, because right? you yeah. do polo and I'm not going to fit very I'm... well with your moe and when I'm in my muddy boots and <laughs> you know but but I love the fact that polo isn't so much like that anymore although saying that no. the royals do I... do polo don't they they do they do and have you met them? I, I knew that was coming next. I, that's the question. <laughs> I have, have, have you played it? I haven't. I, I haven't come. Across, I haven't played them. They've been, they played at Cambridge last year in a in a special thing. Um, I'm told they're very nice. I think they love their polo, and you know when you play them, they they go as hard as anyone. And um, yeah, it's kind of just you just see them as the number one or two on the other team. You don't. There's no kind of quarter or anything. You they they go hard. The, the boys. I'm told. I'm told. <laughs> What's so great about talking to you is we have these perceptions of different disciplines and what they're supposed to mm. be like and what we think they're like. And mm. you have opened my eyes to a whole different world of polo. That's good. That's yeah. great. I think I think that's very true. I think that's very true. There is a perception of our polo. Well it's you know, it's very different to how people see it. It's a lot <laughs> it's very hard work and especially polo professionals, um, especially in this country where it costs so much to keep horses, it's re- it's the, you know, the margins are, are tough, really tough and horses cost so much and they cost so much to look after and it's just um you know, it's not, not easy and it's people are playing because they, they love it, the the mm. game and they love the horses. Yeah, they're good there's lots of good good people that's good people so for a top polo horse then what sort of money would that be sold for a top polo horse yeah oh cool two hundred fifty thousand dollars see that's not a lot is it really i know that is a lot of money when you've got when you've got 10 of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely which is what they which is what the top players have they have 10 of them or or however many more more at two hundred fifty thousand dollars it's a it's a lot but when you're looking at, you know, racehorses that are sold as yearlings yeah. for like a million, yeah. I think the most expensive crazy, one was two years ago, was, wasn't it five million pounds, I think it was, at Newmarket? I know, it's crazy. It, it's absolutely insane money. And show jumping horses tend to get sold for a lot of money based on their, you yeah. know, their experience and stuff. Um, with, again, the perception of polo being quite a, an elite sport, mm-hmm. you would expect the horses to be sold a lot horses of money. Yeah, but what I'm hearing from a lot of people that we're speaking to in the equestrian industry is that <laughs> it's bloody hard work. I'm up at five o'clock in the morning. I've got 30 horses to try and feed. I've got staff. I've got grooms to try. I've got responsibilities for them. We all do it because we love it. Yeah, I agree. I guess there's I guess a lot of the money is, is spent on horses, but it's also spent on a lot that goes with them, the facilities, the pitches, the... I mean the arenas and and the extensive which extensive which is the same in in um, in lots of disciplines I'm sure and mm. all of the disciplines but for, uh, there was a crazy no I'm not going to say that statistics because I think I think it's made up but I heard a crazy <laughs> statistic about the money spent on polo yeah should I just go for it should I yeah, just say on. it and if it's wrong we could just apparently oh, got to be wrong uh, three times more money was spent on polo ten years ago than than um, Formula One really. I, I thought you'd say that. Yeah, I don't know. Bernie Eccleston so, spends a lot. Well, Kerry Packer was was polo. He was huge. Really? Have you heard of Kerry Packer? He owned the Channel 5 News in Australia, Channel 7. And oh, wow. One of the richest men in Australia. And then there's... it's probably not true let's not go with that statistic well funnily enough Australia is the place where I heard that polo horses were sold for millions so when you said 250,000 I thought well 
because I had friends that played they didn't play polo but they did ride professionally over there and that yeah. polo was the one that was always I mean they spent a fortune on their horses over there but polo was always the one that was yeah. the most expensive and um, just uh, on another turn going back to training your horses and you know you said there was a five-year-old mm. that, that rode can ride polo um and also swapping disciplines and taking notes from other disciplines. This might sound crazy, but for kids, wouldn't Jim Carners and barrel racing be a really good first basis before they move on to polo? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's just hard. It's yeah, it definitely would. I guess there's just. I mean, pony club polo is something that I think needs to be encouraged more because you can say we get kids doing Jim Carner and then they try polo and then. But it's just so. I guess we're busy trying to feed the ponies and <laughs> get get it, but that, to then go and do a pony club. Uh, you think, oh, I, I can't, you know, I've got to play this game over here, and and it's not actually encouraged um, or as accessible as it should be in those areas. Um, but that's something I'm I'm personally really passionate about. I do my best to say, hang on a minute, no, we need to um, show people this great game. And you know, for for me as someone who I played a lot of rugby at. Uh, it just ticks a box. I couldn't tick with any of the other sports. You'll have to come and try it. Oh, I'd love to. It's on my bucket list. Well, you're recorded now saying that. <laughs> oh, <pleasure. laughs> Thank you. You know, Will, that would be awesome. Yeah, anytime. And then you hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll see the buzz. Do I have to be brave, though? Because I am very much no, four feet on the ground. Really? No, you'll, you'll, be, you'll see it. Once you get on the horse that, you, that you're on, you'll think, ah, oh, this is very safe. You, that's know. the one thing that's put me off I, I like the fact that you said the horse knows what it's doing you have to be in control because again a, yeah. a perception and I, and, I, and I apologize for that perception is you kind of get on and go but now we understand that you don't I'd probably feel safer because I like to have breaks yeah. <laughs> yeah well a lot of the polo ponies go for a lot a lot of them a lot of the older ones go for the RDA after oh really yeah because they're so so patient and so easy to handle and safe oh well then i'd love to thank you yeah you'll you'll once instantly you'll you'll sit on the horse (laughs) and you'll think i feel safe he's i'm in control i'll be going out into the forest i'll be going out to the forest with blackjack going yeehaw come on blackjack (laughs) (laughs) we'll have to get find your stick as well (laughs) alec it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so so much how can no we worries. get in contact with you if we want lessons or we want to just find out a little bit more? MHFpolo is my website, .co.uk, but if our governing body is called the HPA, um, Hurling and Polo Association, but if you type HPA Polo into Google, mm-hmm. it will take you onto their website and they've got a great feature where you can find your local club. Oh, brilliant. People are often surprised how, how close they are to a club. Yeah, and you're on Facebook as well, aren't you? I am, MHF Polo. Um, and we're now at Silver Leaves Polo Club as well for this summer, which is great. Now, I, I did do a little bit of Twittering before mm-hmm. we spoke, and I did notice that you are on Twitter, but you haven't tweeted since 2013, Alec. Oh, no. So this is your call to get back on Twitter. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. So we want posts, please, every day, and start um, letting us follow you so we know what you're up to. Sounds good. What is your Twitter address? At... <laughs> oh, I know, I know. At Alec B. Eve. It, no, it's MHF Polo, no. Oh, yeah, or at MHF Polo. Yeah, you can go on there. Yeah, well. I, I think Alec B. Eve. You're right, I haven't. I don't think I. Yeah, 2013. Yeah, well, since 2013. Right. You've made me feel bad. <laughs> I'll get on. Oh, Alec, thanks I'll so get much. Twittering. 
<laughs> no worries. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon. You take care and good luck for the season. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, bye. bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Next Monday, I'm talking to Oliver Townend all about his lead up to badminton and his great big win at Burnham Market Horse Trials. If you have a spare five minutes, check out our brand new website, www.horsehour.org. There's loads of information on there for you from hat safety regulations, beaters take up the rain scheme if you're thinking of getting a friend to go riding with you. And also, if you're going hacking, then we've got a brand new hacking map, which means that you can track your route before you actually go out, making sure that you know where you're going and uh, places that you know that are safe for you and your horse. The other thing is if you're thinking of taking your horse out in a trailer, maybe you're trailering for the first time, all the laws on licensing is on the website and uh, how to stay safe on the roads. So that's horsehour.org. And of course, you can catch up with me on Twitter. I'm at Amy Stevenson One. Horse Hour is at Horse Hour and on Facebook as well. Hope you have a great week. You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern, by using the hashtag HorseHour. Follow Amy at AmyStevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.